Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to the first and probably last episode of Going Pear-Shaped, a podcast where the two of us just kind of talk about whatever the fuck we feel like. So, Matt. Yes, Mike? What What's on your mind this week? I don't know. I was thinking about talking about MOBAs. Maybe there is a certain MOBA you play a whole lot of. I used to. I, I used to be super into Smite, but then Overwatch came out. But, man, I'm still thinking about it a lot. I've put way too much fucking time into that game. Okay, be honest. How much fucking money are you putting into that game? I kind of A few hundred dollars. Oof. I mean, there are worse games to put money into, in all yeah. honesty. And, and I mean, like, that, is, that is over the course of a number of years. Yeah. Like, that, that is, is over four years' worth of time, at Yeah, least. and that's, that's actually credit to kind of that game as well, because Smite actually has probably, like, one of the most fair free-to-play models I've ever seen, period. Like, barring yeah. only, like, Dota 2, which was a game that had an insane amount of upfront capital they knew they were going to take a loss on because Valve makes approximately all the money in the universe. Smite is a game where you can get, like, everything you need to be tournament viable for $30, like, right out of the gate, which is basically yeah. unheard of, especially when it comes to, like, free-to-play games because, let's be real, free-to-play games can be some fucking bullshit. Yeah, and I mean, in some ways, they kind of have to be. Uh, it it kind of depends on the particular one. Like, it, the thing is, usually the bigger you are and the more, like, other sources of revenue you as a company have, like, again, with the Valve example, like, kind of the more leeway you have to be a bit more fair with the customer. Yeah, but, like, the weird thing about a lot of free-to-play games, and I'm specifically thinking, like, World of Tanks when I say this, a lot of those games don't start big, but then they get big, they make obscene amounts of money, but then they don't actually ever change how their financial models work to make them like less terrible and also yeah, they, they launch with like kind of exploitative uh means to try and get money out of people you know because you kind of have to in the early going but then if they manage to get big enough to not need that stuff they still well like kind of leave it there well like theoretically that's how it kind of, i'm not shouldn't say should work because smite actually demonstrably proved that you don't need to resort to that bullshit to have a financially successful game like smite's not making all the money but mm -hmm. smite's making money like let's be real here yeah but and, i don't uh, know hopefully it's going to be enough because i don't like hyra's uh this is kind of getting off topic but this this podcast is going to get off topic a lot they just released the open beta for like their next game uh like paladins i think it's called oh, which okay. is uh which is uh, not Overwatch in much the same way that uh, Smite Born. is not Dota. I thought you were going to say Battleborn. Just throw that shade <laughs> at old Randy Pitchford. Uh, I, man. <laughs> you don't want to rant about Battleborn, but you want to rant about Battleborn. Well, well no. The, the thing is, I don't... I feel kind of bad shitting on Battleborn because a lot of very talented people worked on that game. And honestly, but at the same time, real, like my personal hatred for Randy Pitchford is so intense. Yeah, and if so, I'm going to be real, I didn't think Battleborn looked that bad. I didn't play the game myself, but it just, it didn't seem that bad. It came bad. out at exactly the worst possible time. It came time. out at the worst fucking time, though, oh my god. Yeah. Like, that one fucking Jared Leto is so fucked up, he bought all his co-workers Battleborn instead of Overwatch. That shit makes me laugh every time. It's also kind of true. Oh, man, fuck, fuck Jared Leto. I'm sorry, <laughs> Just fuck you, that guy. You didn't love Suicide Squad and, like, the oh, whole eight Not minutes. even just that. Like, didn't... Wasn't he one of, like, the, like, five or six dudes at this point who, like, played a trans woman to try and get an Oscar? I have not... Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know 
anything about that. So I'm I'm I'll more than happily defer to your judgment, but I don't fucking know. All I know is that he pulled all that ridiculous bullshit during Suicide yeah. Squad's filming. Well, oh, my then, my favorite thing about the like the press cycle for that movie, and it was a horrible press cycle for what I can only assume is a terrible movie. I'm never gonna watch it. Are all the like cast photos of all the cast members together having fun and taking like group selfies? Except he's not there. It's just everyone else. <laughs> I guess he's too busy like eating rats in a back alley or some disgusting bullshit like that. Yeah. To show or doing any of his selfies. weird like fucking like method acting stuff. Oh my Cause god. Because he, he was already eating rats in a back alley even before the Joker <laughs> thing happened. I just want to make that clear. That he's that's in the joke that is. fucking movie for like eight minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man! <laughs> Holy shit! What the fuck were we talking? Yeah, about? apparently there was a lot of content with him that was supposed to be in that movie that was cut, and like, like it's fucking surprise, surprise that movie wound up being a chop job after. Oh uh, yeah, Dawn apparently that movie was absolutely fucking edited to shit. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, so uh, what, what were we talking about? We were talking fucking... about like oh, free to play games, Overwatch, Battleborn. We were dumping on Battleborn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Man, yeah, I, I feel uh, another reason I feel bad about Battleborn. It's not just that the people that work there, because like, again, as much as I hate Randy Pitchford, I don't necessarily want I'm not necessarily happy that that game kind of bombed because like, I don't want all those people to be out of a job. It is a fucking pain in the ass to get a good job in the games industry. Yeah, like it's it's fucking hard. But also like, that's probably the single biggest attempt at the genre that Super Monday Night Combat went for. Yes. And, like, it, just for the sake of the listener, Matt and I have a long history of playing games together, and one of the Fuck. games that we used to play together was Super Monday Night Dude, Combat. that game was where we met. That is yeah, was old it? Sc- it was. That is some old-school shit right there. Fuck. Come to Man, think of I, it, I met like almost all of my current socials, like not like actually not anymore, not so much all of my current social circle, but like a third of my current social circle on that fucking game. Holy yeah. shit. I don't know if that's depressing or I kind of think I need to sit down. Fuck. <laughs> Holy, yeah. Fuck. And <laughs> then but that's actually kind of kind of circling back around to Smite. Like that's how I wound up playing Smite was when that game was very clearly just no one was playing it and the hardcore community from that game was like okay we just this game's dying we need to find something else what's the next closest thing to a a, a, you know we went from a shooter MOBA to basically just a 3D MOBA like Smite's not a shooter it is just it's a MOBA ass MOBA but it's in 3D but it's super action oriented though yeah at the time it was the next closest thing to Super Monday Night Combat I mean since then some other stuff has happened but like Man, it sucks because, like, the, the shooter MOBA hybrid just looks like it's something that's not going to get off the ground because, like, SMNC crashed and burned. You know, Battle fucking rip in, rip in peace. Battleborn does not seem to be going anywhere. It's, is Does anyone give a shit about Paragon? I, I don't Is there know. a single like, person on the face of the earth that gives a single flying fuck about Paragon? Rico Suave, for whatever that's worth. Okay. Do I need to explain who Rico Suave is? I know who is? Rico... Well, is is he the actual, like, singer from the one-hit wonder Rico Suave? What? Or is that a different guy? Fuck? No. Oh, you... Oh! Rico Suave is widely considered one of, if not the best, Killer Instinct player in the world. Oh. Oh, so you don't actually know where he got his name from. No, I fucking okay, don't. Is... I think that might actually be his real name, too. I, d- I, I doubt it is, because, like, Rico Suave was a one-hit wonder... 
back in the day. I don't remember if it was late 80s or early 90s, but somewhere around there. And it was like a good number of one-hit wonders out there. The title of the song is also just the name of the artist. And it's just, ole, ole, rico, ole, ole, suave. And like, yeah, it's it's something. He was trying to be like kind of the Latin lover thing going on. And it's just, oh boy. Like the most notable thing about that song is that Weird Al uh, did a parody of it back when he was still in his phase where, like, every parody was about food, and it was Taco Grande. What the fuck? I missed that Weird Al phase. I came in with... It, it, like, with it was Weird the 80s, Al. like, when he did, like, I Love Rocky Road, and uh, and he oh, did shit. Lasagna instead of La Bamba. I, I know. And, like, he, like, every, like, Michael Jackson parody was about eating. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, oh, fun, fun little side tangent about Weird Al. Like, so back when he wanted to do, like, Smells Like Nirvana... Uh, he asked Kurt Cobain for permission because by that point he was uh, to where he was making more of an effort to like ask artists before he parodied their songs, you know, kind of for their blessing. And Kurt Cobain just went like, was it going to be about food? And he's like, no, it's going to be about how no one can understand your lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he said yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Weird Al did the song. Excellent. Like, kind of the only time he's done a song uh, where the artist didn't want him to. Uh, was famously like uh, Amish Paradise. Yeah, and didn't and he, he start thought doing he that? had permission to do that one? Like his, oh, okay. his, his people, basically Coolio's like record label, like representatives from like his people had told Weird Al's people that it was okay. Um, and, but he didn't actually talk to Coolio directly, which is why from that day forward he made a a point of talking directly. Okay. Uh, and in fact, there was a there was a a moment in uh, I think like the early two thousands where kind of the opposite happened. Where like he got permission from the artist, but then the record label said no. It was uh, as uh, when he did "You're Pitiful," Nothing which was a parody. Yeah, it was, it was a parody of, of I forget the name of the artist, but it's like "You're Pitiful," "You're Pitiful," "Pitiful," it's true. You're half undressed, eating chips off your chest while you're playing Halo Two. Like that whole thing. Oh my god, uh, that song hits way too close to home. <laughs> yeah. That that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, since, since Your we're dog about... would much rather play fetch by itself. Um, so, sorry. So what were you gonna say? Stop making fun of me, you fucking asshole. I'm sorry. God damn it. I was gonna say if we're talking about Weird Al now, can we talk about how fucking good mandatory fun is? Yeah, did, have you ever seen Weird Al in concert? I have not. Oh, you, you fucking should, dude. I, I actually, I actually think like there's a Weird Al concert that's gonna be going down here in a couple of weeks. That's relatively like close to me, and I was debating going. I don't know how. Dude, if there are be. still tickets available, which there might not be, they yeah. sell out pretty quick. But if there are, fucking get on that. That like, good? It, fucking yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's great. Um, he he does all kinds of shit that like. He plays song. There are songs he only plays live because he doesn't really have a place to play them anywhere else. And like, just it's it's this whole thing. Like, just fuck. If you're a fan of Weird Al, seeing him in concert is a really good time. Hell yeah! But yeah, man, fucking. I I think Mandatory Fun might be like his best album, or at least it's my favorite. It might be. Like, it's I definitely just... have. There are definitely older individual songs of his I like better. Oh yeah, for sure. But, like I'm like, like fucking um everything that you know is wrong or whatever the fuck the name of that song is. That, that's the name of the song, yeah. 
Okay, good. I, I remember it correctly. Uh, that song is fantastic, and it's probably, like, my favorite Weird Al song overall. But, like, in terms of consistent quality, just over the whole album, I yeah. think it's mandatory fun. It might be. I mean, like, I'm also real big on Poodle Hat. Uh, Running with Scissors was also really Running good. With I, Scissors I do was feel like very good. Yeah, I do feel like on the whole, I think he got. I think he's like, and again, this is not throwing shade on his older work, but I feel like he got less hit or miss as time went on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I, I, all right. So, why don't you read? Do- go ahead. What's up? Go oh, ahead. okay. One of the weird things about mandatory fun is like it seems like the one song everyone always takes away from that one is like word crimes. And I'll be completely honest, I don't like word crimes that much. Huh. I, I think, like, the best song on the album is probably, like, First World Problems. That's a really good one. I'm trying First to World think Problems of... Is like, oh, First World Problems is, like, a legitimately excellent song in addition oh, to no, being it is. really, really yeah. funny. And, and actually, I think that's really his, his best work is when he's just doing, like, sort of pastiches on a band's general style than a specific song. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like... Man, I think just I think just everything on that album is good. I'm I'm hard pressed to think of like I even like word crimes and and honestly like I'm real glad that that song exists because like oh it's a great lines, song. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's blurred lines musically is really good, but the lyrics are atrocious and really deplorable. So like to have a version of that that's like you know has good words in that's it that's not garbage. Yeah, like that's that's a real good thing. Yeah. Um. Fucking. But man. yeah. So, go oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no you, go ahead. Your turn. Well, I, no, I was, gonna, I was. If you got more to say about Red Al, I was going to double back to an earlier topic. But if you got more Weird Al shit, no, I think we, I think we can call it, call it on Weird Al. Weird Al's good. Listen to that shit. Mandatory fun's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, no, there is a weird thing with Weird Al. Uh, apparently, he's, he's got a new cartoon coming out. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's going to voice the main character, and it's made by like the Phineas and Ferb guys, as far as like the visuals. Oh, seriously, I think that's actually probably a good fit stylistically. Yeah, it's like I think it's like. I forget the character's first name, but it's some like his last name's Murphy, and it's something Murphy's Law, and like the hook of it is that he like, and apparently this is like a family curse thing, but he has like insanely bad luck. Holy shit! I feel for this character already. Yeah, and like, but like his thing is he's still always upbeat, and he's just he just kind of knows that he has monumentally bad luck, so he just prepares for any given situation. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, so I don't know how that's gonna go. Man, um, you want to talk about, like, super memorable Weird Al songs, like the fucking intro for the Weird Al show. Yes, yes. That fucking... That was that... actually on Running With Scissors, weirdly enough. Really? I don't recall yeah. well, that. That's... No, it was. It was It was a track on Running With Scissors. It, I'm... God, I hope I'm not wrong about which album it was on, but, like, yeah, when he makes a song for something else, it tends to end up on an album somewhere. Like, like he made that song Weasel Stomping Day for uh, Robot Chicken. Oh, yeah, I remember And it wound Weasel up on Poodle Hat. Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So okay. So let's let's double back a bit. Let's get back to uh, fucking free to play games and free MOBAs play, in particular. Because I know I there think was we're something like pentupling back now. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, we're, we're doing some sick fucking uh, backflips. It was, we're, it was we're like fucking... no, no. It was like Wayne's World with the fucking time machine, right? Yeah. Fucking love that. Speaking of sick flips, you ever see that? And this is not new news. This is way old. You ever see that footage of like? Some skater finally, like, actually doing, uh, I think it, it's some, like, impossible trick that used to only exist in the Tony Hawk games. I think it might be the Christ Air, 
Um, but like, oh, it's it's the well, it's because you you pick up your sword and then you pose like Jesus and then you get back on the sword. Yeah. You pick up your board, pose like Jesus, and then get back on your board. Yeah. Or maybe it's like a it, maybe it's like a fucking like. No, like I, I no, you're no, you're right. You're well. If it's the Christ there, you're you're doing it right. Where it's like, yeah, you do the weird fucking Jesus pose with the board in your right hand. Yeah. But there was and, some like there was some like trick that like was only in the Tony Hawk games. It was theoretically not possible. And then some skater did it, and like Tony Hawk was like a judge at the event, and it was televised for the X Games. And like you just just the footage of him flipping the fuck out of this uh, of this skateboarder pulling off this like mythological trick that no one had ever actually managed to do cuz it's the kind of thing you only hear about in in cartoons is like oh man the fucking mythological like skateboard trick that no one has ever managed to pull off like i think that was a plot of an episode of rocket power one oh, time oh fucking that but, show yeah. oh we'll finish talking up about this and then we'll bitch about rocket power now fucking Suck. No, if you got if you got like if you got no, something no, to say about that show, let's just get it out of the way now because no, I've never I, really watched that. I, fucking the only episode of Rocket Power I remember is that one episode where they think their dad's Hawaiian friend has like murdered their dad when they're trying to do like a lobster boil or something for the kids, and those fuckers lock him in the freezer and nearly kill the fucker. And then he barely gets out alive, and later they're like, we're really sorry, Tito. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I forgive you, and that's the end of the episode. I'm like, you've tried to fucking kill this guy. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. Why man. didn't you call the fucking cops? What the shit? That's, that's, that's Klasky Sippo for you. I don't I'm, even know if I'm saying that right. What the fuck did you just say to me? Kla- Klasky Sippo? Like, the, uh, the animation folks? Behind that show and All Real Monsters and Rugrats and like 50 other Nickelodeon oh, shows. I hate Rugrats. I hate Rugrats so much. Wow. Fucking, I, yeah, I hate we, a we lot We really should have gotten you onto that uh, when we did the Rugrats Hanukkah thing on TWA. Oh. We should have gotten you there for that. We need. We should have had at least one person that fucking hated Rugrats. Oh, fucking, I hated Rugrats. That shit was everywhere. I hated a lot of like the classic Nick lineup in hindsight. Mm. Like, what did they have that I actually liked? SpongeBob. I think that was basically it. Classic I mean, SpongeBob there was, there was really a lot of Nick shows that I I liked back in the day. I mean, Rocco's uh, Modern Life. I Rocco's guess. real good. Yeah, Rocco's would be another one. That's the, that's the first one that comes to mind. Man, fucking weird thing about Rocco's Modern Life. So there's an episode that I did not get as a kid that I get now. Uh, that was like in the closet clown. Oh yeah. And it was like secretly being a clown as like now it's very clearly a metaphor for being a homosexual. Homosexual, yeah. And like. The, the thing is, like, yeah, like, Mr. Bighead, like, at the end reveals to his, like, his family and friends that, like, yeah, I'm a clown, and they all accept him, but then, like, the gag at the end is, like, everyone admits some weird thing that they, they like or are into, and everyone's just like, yeah, that's okay, and then at the end, Rocco's like, yeah, well, I like rainbows, and then, like, everyone gets pissed at him and, like, is in an angry mob and chases him out of town, <laughs> and it's like, fucking A, dude. What the, f- I don't actually know how to respond to that. <laughs> well, like, if you, if you, if you stick with the, like, clown is homosexual metaphor, it's the idea that, like, some, like, marginalized group can still hate on another marginalized group that's, like, considered lower than them. Oh. That kind of shit, like, that's how I'm reading it. Wow, that was really future forward thinking, man. Uh, I'm giving him way too much credit. Let's you be fucking prob- real. You probably are, but like still, yeah. as portrayed in that, that's some weird shit. Yeah. Okay, so I really do want to double back because we actually went into this with something we wanted to discuss. Oh, yeah, we totally – This is no, this is perfect. This is exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, so 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 speaking of uh, of rampant abuse and clowns, uh, <laughs> let's let's double like – We're talking about flip. Randy Pitchford again? Yeah. <laughs> 
No, gotcha. let's 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 not talk about Randy Pitchford anymore. Uh, we'll 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 save that for we'll we'll save that for like I don't know our fucking Sega episode or something. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we will. And then uh, like MOBAs and free to play games. So we went into this talking about because apparently uh, you were telling me that there's some shit going on with Riot. Yeah, well, there was some shit going on with Riot. I still is, technically, because, like, that company is a fucking institution at this point. To my yeah. eternal chagrin, because League, I don't think, is a very good game. It's not. Also, it's also not, like, a terrible game. League is weird because it's, like, Street Fighter 4. It's one of those games that's not actually that bad that I fucking hate, but it's not actually that bad. Now, let's, let's be clear, like, right out of the gate. We're not hating on MOBAs out of nowhere. Like, I've played Smite. Uh, I've Matt, played, you've played Dota. Shit. I have played Dota, I've played League, I've played Smite, I've played SMNC, I've played plenty of fucking mo. I played fucking Smash Muck Champions, for God's sakes. Yeah. Does was, anyone... that, was that one of the games I tried with you? Yeah, we like uh, do oh, a that, oh, that was that top-down one with the fucking, like, the jump button? Yeah. And the, and it was it just was like, the what the three, fuck are you doing? It was like the 3v3, and we were like, what the... We literally tried that fucking game. We could game. not figure out what was happening. We couldn't figure out what was happening. We were like, what the yeah. fuck is... Both of us played a little much? bit of, of Dawn Gate before that game evaporated from existence. Oh, uh, yeah, Dawn Gate. That was another Man, one. fucking that... rip. Yeah, rest in peace. Like, I didn't think that game was anything super special mechanically, but, like, wow, the character designs in that game were fantastic. Yeah, and it, oh man, it is so weird. Like, uh, who, was that an EA game? Yeah, that was an EA yeah. game. It's so weird that they pulled the plug on that, because, like, they had to know going into it that, like, it takes time for, like, a MOBA to build its player base, but, like, since they're EA, they could afford to, like, invest in something that could potentially grow like that. Like, yeah. You have to do. You have to fucking do that. Like even, uh, like like we 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 were talking about how I play Smite. Like Smite was not fucking anything for a good long time. Like it took time for it to get to like, like you could argue that it's like the number four MOBA right now, and it took a long fucking time to get there. And I think, like I think like Dawngate, given some time, could have been something. It 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 could have been a contender. You know? It could have been a contender. Maybe that's why it didn't... Maybe that's why EA yanked the plug on it, because EA is, like, run by fucking moron trash people. And they were like, number four is not good enough. We gotta be the best. Gotta oh, be the didn't best you know they're, kid. like, the most evil corporation in the world, according to internet polls? Yeah. yeah. They're, they fucking are Electronic literally... Arts. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna defend Electronic Arts, but they are not anywhere near the most, like, evil corporation in the world. Electronic Fuck. Arts is a garbage company, but they don't offload tainted baby formula in third world countries. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking hell. Alright, oh, so, but yeah, but... so Riot. So Riot Games uh, recently got into a little bit of a spat. With, uh, and by recently, I mean, like, this happened, like, a month ago. Recently got into a little bit of a spat with one of the leaders of, uh, prominent North American team, Team Solo Mid, um, over the direction that they had been taking with their esports league. Cut to the chase, what happened was one of the, the captain of Team Solo Mid said, I don't like the way you're running your esports leagues and the way you're doing content patches because it makes it very difficult to coach and it creates a very unstable environment. And I think it's dog shit. And that's a paraphrase, but it's actually pretty close. And then now, Riot... I, was, I was surprised when you told me that this was how it how it went down because, again, I'm I'm used to Smite and I don't follow the esports scene of really anything that closely. Mm -hmm. But one thing I do know about Smite because you know sometimes even if you play casually, the esports scene still affects you. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I know is that when the world championship starts getting around the corner, 
they don't do any major balance patches for like two months leading into the world championship. Like, like the smite world championship is like every like early January. And like, you know, by the time like Halloween rolls around, like that's going to be the last like major balance patch that the game gets until like late January, because they want everything to be stable for the world championship. Yeah, and that's actually pretty typical of, like, big esports games. Or actually, maybe I shouldn't talk because I don't keep up with shit like CSGO or, like, World of Tanks, although the fact that World of Tanks is played... Does, C- does a- CSGO really see a lot of content changes? No, CSGO I is... Ma- I, like, I know there's been, like, 5,000 versions of Counter-Strike, but it seems... And, again, this is... I don't know really much about it at all. That seems like a game that's generally pretty stable. It is. I'm saying that because I know it has received major, major balance changes in the past, at least one of which was not very well received by the community and got rolled back almost immediately. I specifically remember the um the uh the Tech 9, I think was the gun. It was some sort of like low starter like pistol class weapon that was apparently like the patch apparently just made this thing like a fucking laser gun that you could fire basically fully automatic and it was one of the best weapons in the game for its cost and just apparently it caused all sorts of fuckery. Um, I think that game. Yeah, they is don't, they don't necessarily want their tactical military game to be everybody running around with handguns. Yeah, I know, which is why they have everyone run around with handguns at the start of each match. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I actually like CS:GO uh, by and large. Right? I like playing it, the community, and like the bullshit surrounding that game. Not so much, but that's. But that's that's nother, video games. That's a whole other issue. That's video games. What the fuck were we talking about again? Uh, Riot, like, you're complaining Riot, Riot about games. fucking Balance content patches. patches. Yeah. Okay, so, dead CSM Reginald, who's the leader of that team, said, this sucks, you guys suck for doing this. One of the higher-ups at Riot, Trindamir, told them to go fuck themselves, and then basically every other single esports team, and also Solo Mid, told them to go fuck themselves right back. The thing about it is, and this actually got kind of brought to light in a later reveal, a um, couple of interesting things about this. One, Riot's, Riot's response was really weird. So first off, they, they obviously overplayed their hand, and they were like, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean it like that, even though they obviously meant it like that. Um, although it was really bizarrely unprofessional for a higher-up at a company to basically go, you suck at your job, get fucking better, because that's crazy unprofessional. We'll get to why that happened in a moment. Well, hold on. So I, I think you kind of, I think you kind of jumped ahead a bit. So like, Possibly. So this so this guy uh, who runs this esports team, he complains about uh, about content patches, balance patches being too close to championships, making and it hard to coach. And some Riot policies, yeah. Yeah, and then a, a head guy at Riot, like who is it again? Oh, it was Trendemir. Yeah, he just basically comes out and says, go fuck yourself. And then... He says, all, fuck you, get good. Yeah, and then all TSM and then everybody else in the esports team says, no, Riot, you suck ass at your job. What the fuck are you even doing? Like, responding to a thread like this. And then, like, Riot immediately, like, edited, had Trinomir, like, edit his responses and, like, issue an apology and all that fucking, like, normal corporate damage people yeah. bullshit. But, but that's but, the thing. If you're someone that the in, anyone in the internet is paying attention to, like, editing doesn't work. Like, yeah. it's no, out there. It you say work. something, especially, it's just out there. Especially not with one of the most popular video games in the entire fucking world. Because, you know, people pay attention to that shit. Anyway, it was a really bizarre exchange, and it kind of led up to another thing that happened a few days later, where somebody issued an investigative journalism report, I guess that's what you'd call it, I don't know, the official terminology, whatever, fuck off, um, 
kind of revealing. I, I think they just call it a story. The story. Okay, is that what they call them? Stories. Never yeah, heard that I, term. Yeah, before. I think when a news person does the thing where they make the news on the website, I think it's called a story or maybe an article. Uh, what about a think piece about how millennials are garbage? Uh, I think that's just called uh, bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Just glad we cleared all that up. Anyway, they revealed they had a story about kind of going into the depths of um, Riot Games esports division, and if this kind of tangentially meets up and intersects with why that response was so fucking bizarre, because this is a company for reference in case you don't know League, because I don't know how you couldn't at this point if you're listening to this podcast. League of Legends makes all of the money in the entire fucking universe. That game is yeah. stupidly successful. Um, like it is. It did not invent the genre, but it is the only reason anyone knows what the fuck a MOBA is, is that, because of League of Legends. That's not true. If you play Warcraft 3 custom games, you knew what MOBAs were, because they were the thing that prevented you from playing, uh, she, uh, fuck, what was it? Sheep Wars, I think was the name of it. Sheep Wars. Fucking, man, we could do an episode on fucking Warcraft 3 custom games, but we're going a little long as it is, so I'll, re- let's, I'll, I'll try and stay on topic. Alright. Um... So in this report, it revealed that Riot's internal uh, politics, the politics of the company, total fucking dog shit. It also revealed that the reason one of their majors at some point had been, like, because they had a major and it was just like, it was a clusterfuck. Um, people weren't in Major their, being the, the big annual tournament. Yeah, major being like a major standing for a major tournament or like a major event. One of these majors, which was like a multi-million dollar event, by the way, whole shebang, um, I think it was an international major as well. Um, but one of these tournaments was run by a person who literally had never run a tournament in their life, had never received consultation on running a tournament, had no esports experience, had no experience with players, had no experience coaching, had no experience specifically because he got he got good with the bosses, essentially. Um, and it also revealed that... So he, he schmoozed his way to, to getting this gig. You know... You say, like, he schmoozed his way, but, like, given everything in that report, that's just how you work at that company. And, like, if somebody says, oh, hey, you want to run a tournament, and you have no experience running a tournament because you have no experience, you just met the right people and you got on their good side, and you say, sure, like, I I don't think I can really, I don't think I can come down on this dude too hard. If somebody gave me an opportunity like that, I'd fucking take it, and I'd hope I could bullshit my way through enough to impress enough people to move up within the company. It didn't happen here, I don't think. But it kind of just went into depths and revealed how fucked the internal politics of that company really are. Like, that happened, apparently, like, their esports division is totally split on how they think they should handle, like, payouts and revenues and sponsorships. Like, their player base is getting increasingly pissed at them because they're falling behind the curve. And it kind of also highlighted one of the weird things about esports in general, and that is the company that makes the game owns that fucking game. Period. You don't like that the way they handle the game? Tough shit, you stop playing entirely. And there is no way to be relevant in that game anymore. Which, in contrast to, like, normal sports, which are obviously still controlled by dog shit organizations like the NFL and FIFA, both of which can suck my dick, but again, we don't have the time to go into that. You can still play those games, but yeah, you can like, still play those games. Like, and even you're, if you're rec- no one's gonna, no one's gonna compete with Major League Baseball at this point. They have too much of a monopoly. But if you want to just play baseball, 
like you can do that yeah and uh, there are other reasons as well where you can still remain relevant in football even if you don't play football and you can't do it in the league for a whole bunch of reasons i can't go into right now and i guess technically you could argue you could still remain relevant in league albeit in a very different capacity I guess it, that's, like, one of the weird things about digital sports and esports, and one of the reasons that people, like, pushing towards, like, esports, we want to be just, like, real sports, and it's like, no, it doesn't fucking work like that. That's not how this is going to happen, because they're not, they're not meaningfully analogous in a lot of ways. In terms of how players, like, train and compete, they're analogous, but that's just about it, and, like, fuck, that's not going to hold up on the business end of things. I don't know. Yeah. Man, Moses. I, I mean, I guess bullshit. I guess it's the the thing about the thing that would kind of hold them back is like cuz you can have things that aren't really sports be entertaining like competitive events to watch on television like, you know, pro poker has been a big thing on TV for like at least a decade now. Um like probably longer. I don't remember exactly when the first big like we're watching the fucking World Series of Poker thing on the TV. I don't know when that first really became a thing. But Wouldn't like, that have been a thing like mid two thousands? I remember that really. I want to say that's about when it is, but time is a blur for me. Yeah, same. Um, but like the thing, the important thing there is, no one, no one owns poker. Like is the thing. Like there's still like an official like poker league. Like there is a governing body where if you want to compete at these particular events, like you have to go through. But like. No one, no one owns poker. No one owns football, but like, yeah, like it's if you want to play fucking, you know, pro league of legends, you go through riot or you don't do it at all. Yeah, and poker's so. actually a really interesting one, and we'll wrap this up with this thought. Poker's actually a really interesting one because you don't need to compete in like major, what you would consider like major competitive events in poker to make shitloads of money at poker. You can yeah. easily run tables in poker. As long as you're smart about it, you can easily run the if, gauntlet if you're of casinos good, in poker. Yeah, and also being good at poker, really weirdly mechanical. Poker is really, really fascinating as a competitive game because it's very, very, very interesting right up until you reach the very, 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 very highest level of play, at which point it becomes super mechanical and super boring. I don't know. I think a lot of it, uh, even at the highest levels, is is bluffing. Like there's still the whole, still the yeah, and that's kind of, of that's true, and that's kind of the saving grace of poker. But and this is the thing about where poker gets weird because like if the numbers are in your favor, you just go for it more often than not. And it, although, although admittedly, when it comes to poker and like in and now we're just talking about game design, when it comes to poker and design. Like, how much you trust yourself and how much you want to bet is a highly variable number that can have a really meaningful impact on the outcome of a game. Um, and that kind of alters it as well. I don't know. Hell of a Poker is really fascinating to me because... You ever watch that, uh, you ever watch that John Boy's video? Uh, well, you ever see a series, like, Pretty Good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I watch that pretty good. I love Pretty Good. Like, if you're... Man, that fucking, this... the fucking Poker episode, especially the one where he, like... At first, it's a bunch oh. of, like, disaster stories and, and stories about why just pro, pro poker is a fucking terrible thing. Why would you do this to yourself? And then they get to the guy who just fucking goes all in without looking at his cards, oh like, over and over and it's, over again. I, I know you have literally never, like, watched JoJo's, even though you've probably effectively watched all of JoJo's at this point. I've been on the internet, so I've been on the internet and you JoJo's. absorb fucking Oh my god, you absorb fucking mimetic bullshit like a sponge. 
But there is literally a part in JoJo's where they're facing down, I guess, like, spoilers for, like, mid-season three of JoJo's. It's not a big spoiler, necessarily, where they face down, like, this weird fucking mystical gambler dude. And the way the protagonist manages to get out of the situation is he doesn't look at his cards at all, and he just keeps raising. And eventually, the guy across the table gets completely mind-fucked and just snaps. And I think they were, and they like flip his cards, and I think it's literally like pair of fours or some insanely awful <laughs> bullshit like that. Well, actually, that's the thing is, as far as it, it, well, I guess it depends on what is it five card that he was playing. I can't remember what they're playing in the episode. I think it's five card. Okay, because I was gonna say because like in my mind, like the version of poker I'm most familiar with is Hold'em, because like that's the that's the kind that got real popular again way back in the mid 2000s. So I was so in my mind when you say a pair of fours, I was like, well, I mean, you already have a pair. Like that's actually a pretty good start. I mean, fours aren't good, but, like, it's better than fucking nothing. But, anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, yeah. What the fuck were we... we so, we started on MOBAs. Uh-huh. And we're gonna be ending on fucking JoJo's. Yeah. I think we ran the gambit. I, I Yeah, we did. I mean, we talked about Weird Al for a little bit. Like... Oh, right. Also, if you're listening to this, watch John Boyce, uh, what the fuck is the name of those really good videos. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Watch John stop listening really to this. just watch all his stuff. Like, yeah. He, he does but, a lot of good things. But, like, pretty good in particular is, like, his best shit, like, by yeah. a mile. And that's actually saying something because he does produce quality content. Stop listening to this. This show is garbage. Listen yeah. to Pretty Good instead or watch Pretty Good, whatever. Interact with Pretty Good because that series yeah. is fucking rules. All right. Well, so so that they can do that, let's go ahead and, and wrap it up for let's, for this week. Let's, let's week? Shoot are, we, are we doing this weekly? I, I don't. This... I don't fucking know. We're gonna shoot metaphorically shoot Lassie and Lassie's this podcast episode, and by shoot Lassie got shot, right? No, Lass, no. You're thinking of Old Yeller. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> don't Lass, shoot Lassie, Lassie was like the fuck. super dog. She she got out okay no matter what happened. Basically, <laughs> Lass, Lassie was is Timmy in the well. That's Lassie. Oh god damn it! Well, death comes for everybody anyway. <laughs> I mean, um, well, Lassie was like, uh, I think it eventually became Mike, color, but it was like an old Mike, black and white show Mike, initially, so I'm pretty sure Mike, Lassie's dead. we have to end the episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so uh, this has been Going Pear-Shaped. I think that was the name we settled on, wasn't I, it? Uh, yeah, we're going to go with Going Pear-Shaped because you just said it, and I think we said it at the start of the episode, so I'm pretty sure that means that's what this is named, unless okay. we just scrap this. All right, well, uh, if you want to get a hold of me... I'm on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Matt, he his Twitter, Twitter is secret. secret. You have to find it's it. a secret Twitter. It's only for the super fans who don't realize just how much I'm going to shit post and that no, I'm actually not going to stop talking about word porn. I do that constantly. That's like a yeah. constant state for me. It's it's those who are only those who are worthy may find Matt's secret Twitter. Only those who are worthy or like those who have a weird morbid fascination with like degenerates on the internet i guess i don't know yeah all right so yeah so we did so man how should we sign off like because we need we need to fu- fu- come up with like a fucking kick-ass ending phrase for me to say at the end of every episode um literally all of my sign-offs involved a crude masturbation joke so i don't know mm. you you give me your best shot all right. Well, uh, <laughs> for going pear shaped on behalf of uh, Matt and myself, diddle yourself constantly. <laughs> God damn it! You stole my 
fucking <laughs> jokes. I knew you were going to do it. I yeah. I it's fucking. Uh, God damn it. Anyway, God see you next week. It.